Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, the best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, lots and lots of snacks. Six great flavors of slushies and the pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills. My favorites, indeed, second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15, Elmo's Wharf Online, sunburymotors.com. Time now for our play-by-play call of the day. Tyrese Maxey pulls the fat out of the fire. Maxey, step back three, ten in a row for Tyrese Maxey. Dinwiddie downhill, blocked by Joel Embiid. Dinwiddie saying that it hit the backboard first. I don't believe that's the case. That was a great block by Embiid. Big time play at the end. And that was Case Scott and Abdel Nabi on the call on the Sixers TV network. Sixers now up three games to none. Uh, before we get back to a couple of other issues, the 2024 Olympic trials for wrestling will be in the Jordan Center. They have now set the dates, two-day format, Friday, April 19th, which is the start of the Challenge Tournament in all 18 weight classes, and Saturday, April 20th, so the 19th and 20th, and all 18 best-of-three championship series will be held on the 20th to determine the Olympic team trials champions in each weight class. And you will have six weight classes on the men's side for freestyle, six for the women, and then six Greco-Roman 18 altogether. Ticket information for the U.S. Olympic team trials for wrestling will be announced on May 9th. I remember it was supposed to be here in 20, but because of COVID, they had to move it out of here. It eventually took place in Fort Worth. But they promised to bring it back. They're going to. Penn State is only the 11th U.S. city to host a U.S. Olympic team trial since USA Wrestling became the governing body for wrestling in the United States in 1983. And tickets go on sale on May the 9th. Now, I know there's some people, hey, we're going to have a record crowd. No, you're not going to have a record crowd. You want to know why? Go ahead, Matt. Tell everybody why there's, there'll be no record crowd. Okay, I'll do it. Uh- I it's don't know. The, it's, it's because of the setup. Oh. You can't, you can't have a record crowd in the George Center because of the setup. You are going to have tables that will be set up 
to accommodate media, U.S. Olympic officials, and so forth that will take up seating in the Jordan Center. That's the reason why. Aren't you glad you came here? I always learn something new every day. <sighs> Patience isn't one of them. All right. Um, <laughs> it's an easy setup. But that's the reason why there won't be a record crowd in it, in a Jordan Center record crowd, because you're going to have tables set up and that will take up seating and so forth. Um, because you'll have U.S. Olympic officials there, coaches, so forth, and media. And it has to be set up in a certain way to do it. All right. But that is coming here next year. What an exciting, exciting weekend that's going to be. The U.S. Olympic team here being selected. And they'll go on to Paris. And the wrestling, I think, is the first week of August. I think it's like August 5 to 11 or something like that next year in Paris. Now, do any Penn State wrestlers have a shot at this? Sure. Of course they do. Absolutely. You got several guys that have a shot. David Taylor, of course, is the reigning Olympic champion. But guys like Bo Nickel and guys like that, they've all, you know, they've worked their way through. That'll be a nice little home mat advantage. UFC or not. Well, sure. I mean, it will be, but you still have to execute. But, you know, David Taylor is the reigning Olympic champion. He's a gold medalist. And this is where it's going to be interesting in terms of what the lineups are like this year in collegiate wrestling. Because you were allowed to take off a year in an Olympic year to train for the Olympics and maintain eligibility for the next year. So you may have some people that will take the year off and come back next year so they won't be going after an NCAA championship because they're trying to get themselves onto the Olympic team or at least get themselves into the Olympic mode where it sets themselves up sets himself up for the 26 World Championships or the 28 Olympics in Los Angeles. Whatever. I mean, that's why you get in and do it. So you're, you may have some people doing that this particular year, okay? When it comes to collegiate wrestling, who's going to take the Olympic year to train and not compete? You know what I mean? Not compete, not compete collegiately and then put that off for a year. All right. And the big story of the day, the number of people who are, three of them for gambling on NFL games, including Shaka Tony. And then um, Quintus Cephas and Moore from the Lions were suspended indefinitely, and the Lions immediately released them. The other two, including Jamison Williams, got six-game suspensions because in the facility at Allen Park uh, near Detroit, they place wagers on other sports, not the NFL. 
So they aren't eligible till week seven, but that still means they can play in 11 games. Still a lot of games they can play in. Other Detroit Lions staffers a month ago were let go. And that was a month ago from Detroit. And the NFL is absolutely right. If you're betting on NFL games, regardless of whether it's on-site or not on-site, the, the location does not matter. does not matter. You have to be suspended. And it has to be indefinite. And that's now my my part about betting on other sports while inside the facility. I'm a little gray on that one because it's okay for the NFL to accept a lot of money from gambling organizations. Oh, by the way, and have the Super Bowl in Las Vegas, but you can't sit in the locker room and 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 place a wager on whether Kevin Durant's going to get 30 points tonight. But you can leave the facility, leave the parking lot, go to the 7-Eleven a half mile away, and you can do it. Okay. Interesting. Transfer portal. Mentioned that Storm Duck's name is in. Uh, Also, linebacker, walk-on linebacker Bobby Walchak is in. Uh, here's what the guys have done so far since last season. Christian Veyer is now at Pitt, as we know. Kevon Lee, not committed anywhere yet. He did visit Mississippi State last weekend. Jaden Dotton, still hasn't settled yet. Malik McNeil, still hasn't settled yet. Jimmy Crist is going to go to Virginia. Rodney McGraw is already at Louisville. Fatorba Mulba, you will see him on September 2nd. Because guess what? He's at West Virginia. Jeffrey Davis, Stony Brook. Stony Brook will play Delaware the week before Penn State plays them. And Marquise Wilson's at Purdue. So just to get you up to date on what happened with the other guys along the way. I sense you're not quite done yet. No, but this just... <laughs> Drew Smiley is perfect through six innings for the Cubs. Good. Cubs are up 13 nothing right now over the Dodgers at Wrigley. Good. <laughs> Perfect game. Keep going. That is awesome. Such a rarity. I hope he gets there. I remember the night Lem Barker threw a perfect game for the Indians. Um, the A's were playing the Red Sox and Fenway, and I was at the game, and they kept putting up on the board that, hey, he's still perfect through six, he's perfect through seven. Like, we're like watching, like, hey, what the heck? So, what's your other? Go ahead, let her rip. A lot of people, a lot of people enjoy <laughs> your anger. I've, I've been told, yeah. The other one is Jonathan Gannon, I guess met with the media in Arizona. I guess that was must have been their pre-draft 
press conference. You are, obs- you are obsessed with Jonathan Gannon. Because he continues you're, to say and do stupid things. You're obsessed. <laughs> if he'd worry about his own team, that's probably going to stink to high heaven next year. Then I want then you wouldn't have to worry about it. First of all, he tried to criticize the Philadelphia media. Totally got that wrong, and also got his facts wrong. He criticized the Philadelphia media calling for his job when they were nine when the Eagles were nine and zero. Uh, newsflash, the Eagles started off 8-0. You started 8-1 through 9 games, genius. Get that right, first of all. Oh, Second of all, the Welcome Philadelphia to, well, media doesn't go out there saying, fire Jonathan Gannon, at least that's there in the in NovaCare. So he, you, you could he hear, did he hear it maybe on sports radio and probably twist it? Yeah. But you know what? Look back what happened in the Super Bowl. Look back what happened... In most of 2021, and even some games this this past year, and don't even tell me, and even start to criticize anybody. You did it to yourself. You're obsessed with it. <laughs> Worry about your own team that stinks. Well, he has nothing to do with what this team has done to this point. What what is he what has he done to this point to make them stink? Get hired. <laughs> Get the lingerie on the deck, call the janitor. He has nothing to do with any of that. He the reason he got hired is because they weren't good. Right? It's the only reason it was a job. If they were good, there wouldn't have been a job opening, correct? True. But I don't think I don't think they're gonna get any better with him at the helm. Well the reason they're not gonna get any better with him at the helm is I don't think they have a lot of really good players. They are devoid of talent in a lot of positions. I mean that in the end, that really is like that's the bottom line. Do you have talent? I mean, the Eagles' defense was good under him because they had a lot of talented players on that side of the ball. It's going to be a real challenge this year because they've lost some of that talent. You know, losing T.J. Edwards, that's a little bigger loss than people think. Oh, no, that that is going to hurt. No doubt about that. I mean, it, it just comes down to talent. The other day... Jay Wan Sider and I, we were standing in Beaver Stadium. And it's been a running joke since August of last year between the two of us. He came up to me in the practice field and he said, Well, I've become a way better coach. He says, says way better than people realize. And he looked over at Allen and Singleton and goes, I said, are you saying talent makes a difference, Jay? He says, might be. <laughs> oh, my almighty! <laughs> so we were in Beaver Stadium like two weeks ago, and I said, but how's that talent thing going? <laughs> he says, aren't these, there's something else. But I talked to him about the transfer that was coming in, and we had a long talk about that and the, you know, the need for a third running back to come in. Um, because 
the third running back that's coming in, and I have to do this in general terms, but was with a team that had a guy that was a 1,000-yard rusher last year. And I'll be honest with you, and Jay and I talked about it. I mean, Jay Juan and I talked about this. The guys they this guy will be behind this year are better than the guy he left. I mean, that's that's how good these kids are. I mean, these two players, that's how good they are. And the team he left, the guy he, quote, backed up, had over 1,600 yards and 20 touchdowns last year. These two kids are better than he is. Simple. At least to me, it's simple. But that's you know, the talent makes all the difference in the world. Sometimes, sometimes one of your better coaching jobs sometimes one of your better coaching jobs is not your best record. But you got the most out of a tough situation and you made your team good enough to win some games and to be really competitive. And you don't have the talent quote that several of the other teams have. And sometimes your better coaching jobs sometimes happen in, in that realm. And I've seen it. You just don't like the guy. No señor! No señor! No señor! So you don't like him, but you love the guy that dropped the ball without being hit that led to a touchdown in the Super Bowl. I do, because he came back and bounced back in a big way from that mistake, whereas the the defensive coordinator kept making similar mistakes. What was the final score? 38-35 Chiefs. So if he doesn't drop the ball and it's run back for a touchdown, you win? Now the Chiefs probably get it from another blown coverage from good old Jonathan Gannon's defense. Excuse me. Well, they keep running that same play that got the holding call against Bradbury, and they probably got a long touchdown out of it. The players are the ones that do the execution part of it. Okay? I try to tell you this over and over again. Everybody's like, scheme, scheme, scheme. Oh, for God's sakes. Okay? This is, not, this is not even about his scheme. This is putting players in the right position. He didn't do that. The scheme was fine all year. The Eagles were successful with that. The scheme was fine. It's just some of those minute details, such as that play with Bradbury at the end of the game, is what he wasn't good at. Who blows the co- who blows the coverage in the end zone the Chiefs touchdown play? Darius Slay. Okay. They didn't do anything complicated on that play. He just went the wrong way. Guy's wide open. This is your all-pro, very mouthy, 
I'm the greatest thing since sliced bread. I should get more money. The whole thing. Biggest biggest stage. You're looking around, going, um, uh, you didn't do a very good job there. And Jonathan Gannon is not the one that told him to go that way. Now that one I fault Slay for, and he was and he wasn't great the second half of the season. So I'll give you that one. I'm not saying Jonathan Gannon is the greatest defensive coordinator in the history of the game. I am not saying that. But it's a little too simplistic sometimes. So, you know, guess what? Players play. Players are the one that execute. Uh, and look, and there there'll be look. Okay, there are times where. Um, a coach comes up with something. I'll give you a, a, a benign example. Um, Penn State comes out of the locker room's basketball, and the play is set up where they want to roll Kevin to the bucket, and they want to get him involved. No, I'm sorry. The play is set up where they want to get a three in the corner from Seth Lundy. All right? That's how they sit. the play is set up to do that. Pickett gets the ball. Pickett goes down the floor. Seth goes to the corner, to the left corner. He's all set. Instead, Pickett goes into about the elbow. Boom, bounce pass, Keba Jai, slam dunk. And it gets Keba going, and he has eight points in the half when it's all said and done in the second half, and it helps Penn State win the game because of the eight points and how he played. And it emotionally got him involved in the game. Well, that's the that's the coaching staff coming up with a play, and they come up with a whole bunch of good plays. And on the floor, they looked around and said, "This is a better play," and they did that. It's I mean, it's all about player execution. It's about matchups and player execution. Where's Waldo? Let's crush him. Okay. I mean, you can be the best defensive coordinator in the world, and guess what? You've got Waldo at corner because he's the only option you have. And they're over there going, where's Waldo? There he is. Meanwhile, you've got to get him help. you got to do this. you got to do that. But yeah, guess what? You can give him all the help in the world. You're giving him help, and guess what? Now it opens up another area. And you're at home griping that the coordinator doesn't know what he's doing, but uh, unfortunately your team has Waldo. Right? Just in that particular play. Just in like all just like all day. I'm talking about all day, like you you know, it turns out on your team that's Waldo. I mean any I'm talking about any regular season game. You're playing Seattle, right? Guys, you know, maybe the starters out, they had to take one of the guys off the practice squad, whatever. And you're sitting there like and you it's all about matchups. We're gonna crush that guy. Guess what? I don't care if we put A.J. Brown over there. We're going after him. I don't care if we put Dante, you know, Devontae Smith over there. We're going after him. Because it's all about matchups. And if you have the studs where you're going to win the matchups, you're going to win the game. And it's very hard to be great at all 22 positions in the NFL. Very hard. Because... You have to spend money in some areas, and you have to save money in others to do it. And those are the ones that you have to spend. You know one of the things that coaches really have to do a lot of? They know they have an issue, and how do we cover it up? 
And that's not easy. The analysis makes you angry. I can tell. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. David Peralta has led off the eighth inning at Wrigley Field with a base hit. And that ends the perfect game no-hit bid by Drew Smiley. Dang it. So, there you go. I was rooting for it. No, you have to. I mean, I think it's always great to root for something like that. Always great. But Peralta did get the base hit. And uh, he's the dude on first. And for Smiley, he's actually at 100 pitches. So with this now out of the way, this will be somewhere in this inning, whether it's at the end of the inning or whatever, he'll be done, especially with a 13 nothing lead. Um, and meanwhile, he just keeps rolling on because Vargas just popped out to third. All right. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Brewers Outlet. Big weekend coming up. Got to put a smile on Matt's face. There's enough Brewers Outlet in the world for that. All right. No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! <laughs> Imports, domestic, microbrews, the best selection to beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drink, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills, indeed, second to none. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Time now to bring in the king. Hey, man, how's it going? Doing great, how about you? I'm doing well. You know, me and Matt were talking before we came on about Boston Bruins and (laughs) Boston in general. Everybody's in a panic and I love it. (laughs) <laughs> oh, it's just, you You cannot even imagine talk radio in Boston because the Bruins lost the game and Bergeron is hurt. See, they and, can't have a, not not have enough Brewers outlet up there. <laughs> no, they got enough pubs and they're all drunk half the time anyway. But they, the best thing for Boston Red Sox right now is the Bruins. So, because people are forgetting about that. But the Red Sox are playing pretty well. So. You know, yeah, they're playing better, but yeah, Bergeron, by the way, will probably not return until Game Five, so he will not play either game down in Broward County. He didn't travel; he's not even down there. Didn't go. Yep. No, and then they dropped a bombshell today. Uh, You have to listen to talk radio up there; it is absolutely insane. They don't talk about any other sport. Just the Boston teams. That's it. There could be maybe Tiger Woods once in a while, but that's it. They they don't talk any college sports whatsoever. None of the Boston area colleges. It's mm-hmm. Red Sox, Bruins, Celtics, 
and uh, Patriots. That's it. And there is and. If there's something going on with them, they say the entire country is talking about it. And then, no, nobody's talking about it. Just, <laughs> you know, it's just like I'm watching all the playoffs. There was no mention of the Bruins last night on all the – except uh, they talked about how unusual it was for five goals were scored last night off of face-off wins. You know, they win the face-off and pass and boom, goal. And they said that's where the Bruins are hurting right now. It's Bergeron is first or second in faceoff wins for the year, and he's not there. Outside of that, there was no mention of the Bruins or Bergeron or anything nationwide, and I watched all the games. And let me tell you something. Those teams on the West Coast are fast. I mean, that that's a different type of hockey. Edmonton. The cra- Kraken or Kraken? Uh, Kraken, Seattle Kraken. Seattle they're Kraken are they're, they're a good. really they're a really good physical defensive team. Uh, they, they're, they're giving Colorado bad. all they can handle. I mean, they're giving Colorado they gave the all they can handle. Fits when they played them. Yep, no, they're a good team. They, yeah, they beat the Bruins Bru- three Bru- to nothing, and then the Bruins Bru- beat them in either overtime or a shutout uh, yeah. shootout. So that this deal that the Bruins are supposed to win the Stanley Cup, I don't think even with Bergeron they would get out of the East. Well, well I, mean, uh, I mean, that's the the odd part is the team that usually wins the President's Trophy, which yeah. is the most points in the regular season. A lot of times they don't win the Stanley Cup. In fact, a lot of times they don't get to the Cup final. It's it's really interesting. How that has worked over the years, because you would think it would work the opposite. What happened to Tampa the uh, couple of years ago? Yeah, the best record Cup and, and got knocked out in the first round of the playoffs. Columbus. It happens a lot, and I don't know yeah, if it's Columbus. because they worked too hard to get get it. I mean, the Bruins smashed the record. I mean, right. uh, but they're sixty-five and thirteen, and you would think they've lost ten games in a row. When you listen to these people talk, right. and then their coach is mixing up the lines, which uh, it, I get it because against the Panthers this year they lost once, or I think the Panthers beat them twice this year. It's not a good matchup for the Bruins, and that what happens in a seven-game playoff. You, you play these guys every night, and they know your tendencies. So the Bruins, well, they do have Patrick. He's he can score any time, but I don't know. I, I, it's suicidal up there. If they don't, if they get knocked out in the first round, they're going to want mm-hmm. the coach fired again. You Let's know? go Panthers. Well, well, part of the reason you forget. Part of the reason you're back. mixing up. Uh-huh. Part of the reason you're mixing mixing up lines. You're not Bergeron, so you've got to come up with some different combinations. Yeah, well, they I haven't mean, played well in either game. No. They, they have oh, no. one good period out of right. six periods. They, they but that's the reason you're mixing up lines. Like I told Matt, you've got to. Marshawn scored a goal where he was just flipping it in so they could do a line change, and yeah. the goalie went to catch it, and his glove bent back and went in the goal. You know, it yeah. wasn't a play. It was like we need a line change, mm-hmm. and yeah. that was one of their goals. But, but people forget. Go back 
I'm going to say two years or three years, Montreal had to play a playing game just to get yeah. in the playoffs. And they got to and the they finals. went to the finals. Yeah. You know, they went all the way to the finals that year. They knocked out Colorado. The playoffs are a different animal. It's just, you just don't know. And you get a, you get a hot goaltender, and that's another oh. thing. The Bruins goaltender, Ullman, is injured. He well, should not and, be playing. Swayman should be playing. Bobrovsky is the goalie for Florida. He was the goalie when they beat Tampa Bay when he was with Columbus. Really? Yeah. Yep. I mean, he's Florida's been there. a good hockey team. I mean, yeah, they're, they're built to beat the Bruins. They beat bad. them up the other night. Physical teams beat them up, and fast teams give them fits. But yeah. with Bergeron, he kept them all together. Bergeron's a great, great hockey player, but he does things that there's no stats for. He yeah. plays all ends of the ice, and he plays hard. And He's a gentleman. He's a, every, nobody does not not like uh, Bergeron. He's a good guy. He's a, he played with a hole in his lung. He's played with yeah. every injury there is. Uh, yeah. Ruptured spleen, he played with that. And he's just, I think it's a hamstring, but they won't say what it is. And if it's a yeah. hamstring, he's done for the playoffs. So. Yeah. Well, you're going to find, first of all, let's talk about the panic that happens left and right. Panic happens in part because you do have a passionate fan base. And that, and, and I live around that all the time because I see that with the passionate Penn State football fan base. They're passionate, and if something doesn't go right, boy, there's a lot of angst about it. So I'll take a passionate fan base... Any day of the week. Now, like, let's take Philadelphia, right? The Eagles. That's an extremely passionate fan base. Now, they have a little brother attitude, but still, it's a very passionate fan base. And they don't like being referred to as little brother. Um, but that's what happens when you're last in the division in Super Bowl wins. Uh, so, <laughs> and like, and like, could and need to win the next two to tie for third. Uh, but, you know, but they're passionate about it. They love their team. They're into everything about it. So if something doesn't go right, they hate it. And they hate the people. Do they call them names and stuff? Oh, go ahead. Tell them how you feel about Jonathan Gannon there, Matt. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. I, I'm, I'm officially calling Jonathan the genius Gannon for not Good. even criticizing his former team correctly. There you go. Good. There you go. See? Yeah, feel the love in the room. The Eagles, she said the Eagles started 9-0 and when the Philadelphia media was apparently calling for his job in the NovaCare complex while asking him questions, which is ridiculous to even say. But guess what, genius? You, you were 8-1 and after nine games. You started 8-0. and And I rest my case. Back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. <laughs> 
There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Well, I'm just going to get this going right out of the way with uh, finishing up with uh, Mr. Jonathan Gannon, the now head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, He also said, if you want to call a defense, go ahead. So um, this is next week. Eagles fan calls defense better than Jonathan Gannon. Gannon fired by the Cardinals. Hmm. All right, who's next? Steve, let's go with you. Where did Gannon come from? He was the, the Eagles. Eagles defensive coordinator. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. All right, Steve, you go. Matt Catrillo explains little brother syndrome to Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's that ball's already started already. <laughs> yeah, but you say, do you use it as a sports thing? I mean, because I mean, I just explained Philadelphia. King. Gambling and sports. Is it going to blow up? You got the Detroit issue today. Yeah, and, and of course, I, they of course got I know Shaka. You know, and I know, the old yeah. adage, they got caught. You know, how many guys are out there gambling right now? And should the teams just not allow gambling if you're on the team? That's a. Don't create that gray area where a player can step over that line and now he's in trouble. So you can gamble, but not on the facility. But with, or how about, no, it's just if you play for this organization, gambling is out. So. Well, it's kind of hard to do. I mean, on other sports, I mean, you can't do it at all in your sport. But it's kind of hard to look at them and say in other sports you can't do it when it's legal. I know. But they've opened Pandora's box with us, you know? know. And that, that's what's wrong with everything. That, that Money, 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 money. And uh, big money to be made. And yep. what's, what's wrong with having rules, you know? Yeah. This is the rule. Don't break it. You know, oh, you poor thing, you're making millions of dollars. What do you need to gamble for? So, so getting back to the NBA... Bordering on the ridiculousness of James Harden's ejection last night. James Harden ejected for passing the ball in between the legs of a Nets player. He got ejected for that? Nah, he got ejected because he took his elbow and he rammed it into the guys um, below the belt. Oh, yeah. That's a good reason. Yeah. (laughs) 
actually. Yeah. Remember the golf course? <laughs> oh, jeez, yeah. <laughs> yep. Or, oh my God, are you all right? <laughs> <laughs> that didn't come from my tea, did it? Or the suit? You had to be there, and you could only imagine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think going back to what you said at the beginning of the show, Steve, location, location, location. It's all about location, location. That's why Joel Embiid's going to be able to play in game four. Location, location, location. He just missed with his. (laughs) Just missed. Uh, Steve, what's next for you? Nets come back, beat Sixers. Matt Catrillo, apoplectic. <laughs> no, that will never happen. Never happen. But that First would happen ever. if that's the case. First time ever. History of the NBA. Back from 3 nothing, and, and the Nets are showing no sign that they've got a chance. None. <laughs> no sign. They're the Nets. The poor Nets. I mean, they, they go out they get all these players and... Now they're all gone. Good. <laughs> Them and their front-runner fan base deserve every bit of it. The yeah. Brooklyn bums. It's over. Sixers are going to finish them Funny off tomorrow. Funny how one team, organization, doesn't even matter if they move. Just as always a disaster. Always the same. No matter what. Always the same. Yep. All right, King. You, what, you know what? One of the things I would, seriously, one of the things I would do with Brooklyn, and I, I just mean this is just an aesthetic thing, I mean, they've got the court in black. They wear the black jerseys, the whole thing. I think they they, they, they had to put a little more, I don't know, color into what they're doing because the the original Nets uniforms were red. Uh, yeah. You know, it just seems like it's such a dark atmosphere there. They want to be bad, you know. I oh, yeah, I, know. I love the Kraken uniforms. Have you seen them? They are oh, pretty they're, cool. They're great. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, oh, I mean great. they are great for the sport. Well, yeah. Who does it better than the NHL? You know. No, the the NHL has a lot of good stuff. Yeah, I mean they, they bring it. Look at Vegas. The way they've been around five years, and they're a force. And the Kraken. That's their second year, and nobody wants to play them. Uh, right. I think it's great. My All last right. one. Good. Draymond Green wins a wine retreat in the Napa Valley for all the whining he's done this past week. <laughs> that guy is, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. You know? he's Warriors, a Warriors yeah. beat Sixers. Green MVP. <laughs> <laughs> that guy yeah. always has issues, man. He's always, I mean, the he's Bruins, a goof. Uh, Celtic fans laid into him last year. Oof. But. Off the court, he's the nicest guy in the world. He's playing with... Uh, no, I've met him. I've met him. He actually really? is great to talk to. Oh, yeah, he played for Michigan Yeah, State. I heard he's a great guy. I mean, yeah. he was playing with... Uh, who's the Celtic superstar? Um, Jason Tatum. Tatum. Tatum's kids on the court before oh, yeah. or after the game. He was a great, you know? And then the fans got out there. <laughs> Sorry, that bomb. Ended that. <laughs> Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is, because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection. Imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. 
Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet Reagan Street Sunbury wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage.